Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Compra especiales increíbles hoy hasta agotar existencias en la venta de regalos que te encantará regalar en Macy's. Como ofertas geniales en abrigos para él y para ella de Calvin Klein, Anne Klein y más de los mejores diseñadores a solo 100 dólares y menos. Ahorra en grande en carteras y billeteras, ahora al 40%. Y crea un ambiente cálido con un 70% menos en juegos de cama y mantas de franela abrigados de Martha Stewart Collection de hoy al jueves en Macy's. Además, recibe 10 dólares en Macy's Money por cada compra de 50, hasta 40 dólares en Macy's Money. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Always amazing to me, Mr. Chairman, how many people before this committee suddenly develop amnesia. Maybe it is something about the air in the room. Here's Jerry Callahan. I, uh, Donald Trump wants to keep his promise and uh, bring the troops home, bring the boys home, from uh, at least from Afghanistan. But of course, the swamp creatures in Washington, including the scummiest of all swamp creature, Mitt Romney, they don't want to rush it. Let's not rush it. We're not 20th year over in that hellhole, that shithole country, but let's not be hasty. Uh, there are more hearings with the big tech bullies, and it is mind-boggling that these are the two most powerful people in the world, these two zombies, uh, Dorsey and Zuckerberg. But they didn't fare well yesterday. We'll say our guys did a good job of putting them on the spot. We'll go over that, um, We'll get and we'll get into some more of the uh, – College debt scandal. The first thing Joe Biden's going to do, forgive all the debt for all the deadbeats who took on too much debt to make it through college or not make it through. Whatever. We're going we're gonna to take care of them anyway. You know, taxpayers will take care of them. Uh, Christmas is canceled in Boston, probably in lots of other places because, you know, COVID. Uh, James Harden, as we know, wants out of Houston. And now we know why, <laughs> which is... 
which is comical, which is no surprise in uh, today's NBA. We'll give you the details on that. Um, Conan O'Brien is uh, leaving TBS or TNT, one of them. And I got to be honest, I didn't even know he was on there. Been there for like 20, 28 years. I didn't even know he had a show. But I'll I'll watch before, you know, before it's all over in a few months. But uh, we'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU. And they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. A membership required. All right, Cullen Ains here. Shattuck is here uh, with lots you, of- Are you a Conan O'Brien? I know you didn't watch, but are you a Conan guy, O'Brien guy? I, I don't think he's funny at all. He doesn't do it for me. I, I just said I've never watched. No, I don't even get it. And here's, here's again, I, I you know, I make everything about politics in this Trump era. But if he weren't a good left winger, if he didn't hate Trump, he'd just dump him. I mean, obviously, it's a failure. Nobody's ever watched the show. Is it TBS or TNT? I don't even yeah. know. Because remember, Jay Leno wouldn't retire, so he sh- he should be right. what Jim Allen is today. And, no, and Jay Leno would, retired and came back. Yeah, that's right. I swear, the only time I ever see him, he's playing, making his hair go like you know, he goes like this and makes his hair go and yeah. looks in the camera, and thinks he's it's a it's a Letterman trick. He's just incredibly unfunny. Nobody's ever watched it. It gets no ratings, but he's a good liberal, so they're gonna he's gonna go from. Uh, TBS to, to HBO Max. He's going to have a show on HBO. And let me guess, he'll be just like John Oliver and Noah Trevor and, uh, and Jimmy Kimmel and, and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy whatever, Jimmy Neutron, the whole bunch of them. Just come on and, and talk about Trump. It's a good question. I mean, we should get into this because uh, Greg Gutfeld had a great monologue the other day on what these hacks are going to do now. I mean, they've spent four years essentially telling one joke over and over another, over and over about the big bad orange man. And there was a story, I forget where it was the other day, where actual quotes from the producers and people behind the scenes of these late night comedy shows on how uh, they don't know what they're going to do now. Like, what what are they going to get from material? And Gutfeld had a montage of all the clowns you know, that will be front and center, including Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and, you know, Adam Schiff and uh, the, the, the people in the, uh, in the, in, in the new administration. Think of it. You have Joe Biden who doesn't do a press conference without falling all over himself, who, who invents new words, who has a son who was caught doing cocaine off the bare ass of a 14 year old girl. And these hacks they can't think of anything to joke about with the new administration. Gee, can you can you come up with anything that you might be able to, you know, make fun of in the Joe Biden Kamala Harris administration? Because God knows I can't. Well, that's just the last 10 years of Joe Biden. Remember, you know, he before that he had kept talk radio alive with the bank full of Joe Biden gaffes and flaws and the, the times when he simply stole people's identity, the times when he pretended that he had marched in the civil rights uh, movement in the 60s, all through the 70s. When he quit in 1988, 
And when he quit the race, he had to say, I'm sorry, I didn't actually run March in the Civil Rights uh, era whatsoever. I wanted to, but I was mostly at my swimming pool, which is the extent of what I did. He had to apologize for stealing Neil Kinnock's speech, for stealing RFK's speech. And then comes part two with Hunter Biden and the hookers and the Ukraine stuff and the <clears throat> the new gaffes and clean, articulate black people and Indians and Dunkin' Donuts and and all this other stuff. So, I mean, there's so much on this guy that you would think, but you're, you're saying that, that the comedians are leaving him alone. The comedians stopped being comedians four years ago. Colbert stopped. They've all stopped. If you oh, yeah, watch exactly. Colbert and last week. They're terrible. Their ratings are terrible. They just yeah, but, couldn't handle it. You know, they, they're such partisans and they their their hate for Trump just kind of consumed them. I mean, obviously, I don't watch the show, but I see plenty of clips on on Twitter, and I see them. Uh, you know, I see them talk about him on on Tucker on on the Five and other places, and just say um, they they have to be kidding me. Here's a here's one late night showrunner talking to Deadline magazine. We deserve to have some frivolity in our lives after four years of Donald Trump. We deserve to have some. Fr they deserve a break because it's been so hard for them. It's like that that a hole Jake Tapper, and I, I, I never seen a person I don't I think regret a tweet more. Did you see when he tweeted the other day? He said, "How the CNN uh, yes. anchors, how the CNN uh, people uh, survived the 2020 election," and he got mocked by everybody, and he ended up deleting the tweet because it was about how the, how tough it was on CNN that they made it through. This grueling election, and everyone just mocked them with references to Normandy and Iwo Jima, right. and you know the nine eleven and everything else. Here's uh, here's these. I think these are mostly um, anonymous, but you got some guys on the record. Alan Bays, head writer for Seth Meyers. I mean, would you admit that that you're the head writer for <laughs> Seth Meyers? They, so people know that it's you're the guy who's responsible for the crap that comes out of this guy's mouth. You're the one who writes this garbage that nobody finds funny. But anyway, Alan Bays probably makes a lot of money and you know, has a, a big office with like a view of uh, the Central Park or something. But anyway, Alan Bays says, quote, I'm looking forward to the field opening up comedically where we can do jokes about the president or we can take a day off from doing jokes about the president because not everything is in an emergency all of a sudden. We can talk about it, talk about the new movie that came out or make fun of it for three days. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right. So well, that tells you all you need to know, because he says not everything is, a, is an emergency all of a sudden. There you go. They've thought since 2016 that this has been an emergency. So what they've done now, instead of being a, the relief for all other Americans for that one hour a night that they get paid millions to do, is they've emoted. They've had essentially an hour-long therapy session because they felt it was an emergency. Right. So Colbert and, and all these guys stopped doing their job. We asked them to do it one hour a day. They stopped doing their job, and they spent that time crying to you and me. And Colbert now this week has been, has been nuts. First of all, he's not clean anymore. His hair is still long. He's showing us how much he's hurting, and there's no comedy. This is the Stephen Colbert show. He's a comedian from the Jon Stewart show. There's no comedy left. Now, we always knew he would leave a stain there, and not just from his butt bronzer, because everything he did, everything, is now in some way presidential behavior, including this, unless, unless every single person rejects what he just did.
And that means for all the predictable behavior of the last few days and the last four years, right now something unpredictable needs to happen. What? Republicans what? have to speak up. It, that's a monologue of a comedy show. I mean, if you thought that Lenny Bruce going on and on about his court proceedings, you know, was veering off of comedy, this is what they do now. He, Colbert goes on to say, Jerry, that uh, it, all that tyranny needs is for good men to stay silent or something, oh, some Jesus. haggard, some haggard line. But just think how selfish that is to use your time, the time that you're paid for to stop doing what you promised you would do and instead have a state of emergency therapy session with the American people where you scare the hell out of them the entire time. And how is he, how are they going to do comedy? They haven't, they've been off the road now for four years. They haven't done anything. I will tell you what they will do. They will make fun of Donald J. Trump. That's what they will do. And they will say how refreshing it is to have, you know, dignity and decency back in the white house. I mean, I guess they'll ignore the fact that, that, Hunter's, you know, under, under the desk with some 14-year-old girl or doing lines on the Oval Office desk or, uh, you know, they'll ignore all of the scandals involving the Biden family making millions, the big guy making millions from the Chinese Communist Party. That stuff, they'll just ignore and they'll talk about whatever Trump and Donald Jr. and Ivanka and Melania, whatever they're doing post-presidency will be the focus that night. And as usual, no one will watch. No one will laugh. It'll just, it's just the, it's just the demise of late night comedy. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard this Colbert whose family goes by the name Colbert, but he's Mm -hmm. cool. So he changed it to Colbert. I don't think that asshole has ever said anything that's made me laugh. I mean, he used to imitate Bill O'Reilly. I understand it was a a bit that he did on uh, John Stewart's show, but as a solo act, as, as a main guy, has he ever said anything funny? Not that I've no. Well, he called Trump uh, Putin's blank holster or something. Oh, it, that's it, right. It, that's right. Putin's penis holster. Right. Right. That's, that's and this guy every day, every day has told the American people how awful Trump has been in all the horrible things he's done by destroying post offices and in in putting kids in cages, separating kids, and and going to war with uh with the Russians, then going to war with uh with the Iran. And, you know, the other night he said, it's about time that you Republicans realize and admit that this man is a fascist, a fascist. And like, if you look at it, Jerry, it's an odd time to start being a fascist, waiting for the last two months of your last year in office. You can't. How can you keep using the word fascist if nothing fascist ever happens? The only, fascist- thing, I'd, the only thing I'd add with Colbert, though, is we knew what Colbert was going to do going into it. Like, there's really we knew the Daily Show was a political show and we yes. knew where Jon Stewart stood and we knew where the characters stood. So as much as, you know, it is ridiculous because now he's on network TV with a much broader audience for him to act the way he does. It's I think it's more criminal of people like Jimmy Kimmel, who are supposed to be real comedians. And they didn't come there. They weren't hired to do political analysis every right. day. Right. And he's. He's the most bitter leftist of them all, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, he just hates him with a passion, and he gets, he, you know, he'll cry, which is pathetic. Jimmy Kimmel is a pathetic uh, yeah. excuse for a man. He used to be the man, host of the man show. He used to be a man. And now he's just this emotional, uh, little squishy uh, liberal who takes offense at everything. And 
can't even after the election. I can't believe half the country would vote for this big, bad, awful man. <laughs> and he'll start weeping. And it's I mean, I know how he Hamptons loves it. And those two are, you know, probably vacationing together over the holidays to probably be in Cabo uh, together. But I can't imagine too many men in America look at have any respect for Jimmy Kimball. I can't I can't believe Adam Carolla still does. I mean, Adam Carolla. I'm sure he uh, is, keeps it under his hat, but he just must think so little of his old partner, Jimmy Kimmel, and his act where he goes out there and he's all all emotional and hurt yeah. and, and just can't handle the damage, you know, that mean man did to him. He, he is he would be the face to me of the of the anti-Trump world because it's got nothing to do with policy. It's got nothing to do right. with anything Trump did. It's things he said and things he tweeted. And he was just such a meanie. He was such a meanie. Why is he so mean, mommy? Right. Like the premise is that Trump child. is a – you're exactly right. It is. He is a child. The premise is – and this is what at least 100 million Americans felt as of 2016, that Trump is a monster. Everything else, all of the issues like the immigration issues and the travel ban, et cetera, are little things that they list. They, the Maddow tells them, you know, what to think about. And then they run to you and me and say, now do you see that he's a monster? Now do you see? They use it as, like I've said, smelling salts just to try to wake you and me up. But he's then, never vetted the issues, the travel issue, immigration issue, foreign right. policy. So that's why now he Kimmel looks back and says, but I came to you night after night and told you about this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, and put, still, still, you voted for him. I don't get it. What's without wrong ever with thinking that, Right. What's wrong ever with thinking, you? So, so you don't want endless, you know, he didn't start any wars. And so we have prosperity and this peace in the Middle East. And, you know, he's, he's keeping his promise on immigration. Don't you know that he right. made fun of uh, Nancy Pelosi, gave her a mean nick? Don't you know we put kids in cages? What's wrong right. with you people? I mean, it's just he's a child, and I know his ratings are terrible, and I, and I, I hope he goes down in flames. Uh, but it is amazing. I'm sure he feels, you know, triumphant now that he got rid of uh, uh, well uh, Trump, and now everything will be okay in a in this country because you have someone with decency and compassion. Like no, but Joe still, Biden. there's there's at least you know 72 million Americans who have, must be Nazis. That must be why they voted for Trump, because it's not because they want the economy back or they want their livelihoods back or they want, you know, uh, the, the good defense or they want their families to be safe, you know, from roving mobs uh, in the streets. It can't be that, you know, because Kimmel doesn't have those existential problems when he goes around outside. So it can't be that. It must be that they're afraid that now the person in the corner who owns the store is brown or that they're. Uh, they're, they're avowed white supremacists. It must be. He never has to do any introspection. They never have to do any introspection at all. By the way, on the on these shows, you'll see it. I mean, again, I don't watch, but I see the clips all the time on on Twitter and various sites. You'll have, you know, Rachel Maddow will be on with uh, Jimmy Fallon, and then the next night it'll be Jake Tapper on with Jimmy Kimmel, and the next night it'll be. Uh, yeah, you, you name uh, Chuck Todd will come on and be on one with with, uh, with Seth Meyers, and then they just giggle and laugh. And isn't he isn't he awful? Yeah, he's awful. Can you imagine any of them having you know Sean Hannity on? It used to be a big deal when uh, you know Bill O'Reilly because he wanted to have 
exist in both worlds. Mm-hmm. And he wrote all those, or he, you know, ghosts, someone wrote for him all those books. So we wanted to appear on those shows and the people hated him. Uh, but he would go on there just because, you know, he wanted to be cool. But a guy like, like Tucker, can you imagine Tucker going on? He could be the most, you know, compelling figure in American media right now. He's certainly the most successful. And if he called up and asked Jimmy Kimmel, you want to have me on? Kimmel would say, no, 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 no. You're, you're the other, you're the enemy. We can't have you on. You're a bad man because you don't understand that, that, that Trump's a fascist. And, and you break that. I mean, I'm not sure I much longer I can handle that. He's the worst fascist ever. Just like he, we've already established, he's the worst anti-Semite, the worst Nazi ever, the guy who brought peace to the Middle East, a guy whose daughter is Jewish, whose son-in-law is Jewish, mm-hmm. whose grandchildren are Jewish, who has been the best friend to Israel that we've ever had in the White House. And you hear him anti-Semite. Now it's a fascist. And I watch over the weekend as all these Antifa scum, these anarchists who are enabled by Democrat mayors and Democrat governors are outside the White House, you know, uh, throwing things and shooting off fireworks and beating up MAGA people. And I'm thinking, would Mussolini have tolerated that? Do you think? Right. Would, Mussolini, uh, would uh, I don't know, Kim Jong-un, would, would, would Chairman Xi, would, would Hitler who, you know, is very similar to Trump, according to Christiane Amanpour, one of the goddesses of the, the, the American media. Would they have to, would the real fascists have allowed Antifa to run wild right outside the White House? Because that's what Trump did. Those people weren't even arrested, let alone beaten, killed and thrown into gulags. He's a terrible fascist, I have to just say. Uh, you know, was a really good president, I think, but a really lousy Nazi and a really lousy fascist. Yes, I would say a high-profile, critically lauded production, summer production in his first year of office of a play outside in Central Park where he stabbed to death, where Trump is stabbed to death during the play yeah. would be something that most fascists might frown on and try to shut down. And, uh, but and you, Kathy Lee Gifford held up his bloody severed head. You know, I'm not sure oh, that they Griffin. did that. With uh, you know, I don't think they did that for uh, for Hitler or Mussolini and uh, you know or Pol Pot. They didn't have severed heads of Pol Pot and uh, comedians in uh, you know in Cambodia. But uh, whatever, he's a fascist. He's a dictator. He's a he's an authoritarian. He's a totalitarian, and he's just awful. Um, he's not the one telling you that you have to only have ten family members and they can only spend two hours. And by the way. There cannot sing. There will be no singing. You remember how Trump told us on Thanksgiving we couldn't have singing, and on Christmas we couldn't have a tree, uh, and and yes. we couldn't uh, go out after nine thirty at night uh, to 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 get something to eat. Was that wasn't Trump? Trump was didn't it? tell us. Trump no. didn't tell us that there could be one ladle, and one person during Thanksgiving <laughs> is allowed to use the ladle. You're designated by your governor to be the the person, the authorized ladle user. On every Thanksgiving, you're encouraged to rat out your neighbors by these elected right. officials. Yeah, no, you're 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 right. I mean, it, 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 we were just talking about this. The newest the newest um, video, viral video of the stalking of the Jews in New York. It shows these uh, authority people with wide angle lenses. I'm oh, sorry, zoom lenses, <laughs> trying to get a clear shot up there of in the Jewish neighborhoods of more than the allotted number by government of Jewish people congregating. And, and think of the people voting for Andrew Cuomo in two years or voting for 
Gavin Newsom or voting for Gretchen Whitmer are the people calling Trump a fascist or a di- dictator. The, the, the people supporting these measures, these insane anti-American measures, like you can only have 10 people and you can only stay two hours and you can not sing the, the, the rule in California. I think it was California. The rule of California is no singing or chanting. So somebody in the office, some government employee said, you know what? Here's another thing. Singing is really bad. It, it propels the, the, the spittle into the air and it gets people's – you can't sing. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about chanting? Oh, yeah, good point. We need to, we need to outlaw, forbid chant. Who the hell chants anyway, even if that came up? Why would you feel it necessary to make an, a, a law? Actually, they're not laws. <laughs> they're, they're edicts. They're government decrees. Uh, that you can't chant. And I'm going, what the hell is going on here? This is madness. And every day it gets worse because Trump was like the firewall against this when you think about it. He yeah. would, not only would he not support these lockdowns, but he would literally, you know, come out and speak about, you know, how crazy it is and how we need to get back to work and how kids need to go to school and we can't stop, uh, shut down the whole country. He's been saying that since April. And now, you know, he's a lame duck. Obviously, we think we think he's a lame duck, although you never know. He's got some good lawyers working on it. But and the guy coming in supports lockdowns and the guy's advisory committee supports lockdowns. And all these uh, liberal governors like Baker and Cuomo and Whitmer and Newsom support lockdowns. So the fight against lockdowns. And by the way, they didn't work. The, the first two times we tried them, they didn't work. The, the well, lockdown, the case for lockdowns gets weaker, but the people making the case for lockdowns gets stronger. It's just a frightening thing. And again, I say this every time. I don't own a restaurant. I don't own a gym. I don't own a small business. If I did, I would be losing my mind to the point where I'd be like ready to get up on the roof with a, with, you know, I don't know what, with a, with a slingshot. And because the idea that you went through this, in 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 May and June, and then went through it in the summer and survived. And now these tyrants are talking about doing it to you again. And people support that, your neighbors and friends and saying, yeah, good. That guy who owns a restaurant, you know, his whole life savings is wrapped up. But that guy, I think to stop the virus, to really, you know, stop, to really flatten the curve, I think we have to put him out of business once and for all. You're sitting there listening to your neighbors, your friends say that to, 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 for public health, for public health, you have to lose your life savings. I'm surprised more right. restaurateurs haven't lost their minds completely. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not one single lobbying section at this point. Because you're right, they told you with your restaurant, no, that you have to close down, you have to lock down. The weather gets nicer in spring, you don't get to enjoy it, you don't get to see any more income, you still have to pay the rent, you still got to pay all of your vendors. You're now, you know, obviously not making a pro- uh, profit, but now you're into your own money, and that means, you know, your own life, your own kids, and et cetera, it takes a hit. And you do the right thing, and you sit there, and you lock down, and you just wait, wait it out. And they say, anytime now, once we hit, you know, this threshold, then you can go back out. Meanwhile, you're locked down, your place is boarded up, and out in the streets every night are <laughs> rioters and protesters, and alongside of them are the politicians that ordered you to stay closed because you couldn't have people crammed together. They're now in the crowds, in the multitudes, That's a you, good know, suge- so, you know, celebrating this uh, this cultural, uh, you know, revolution that's happening that includes, by the way, 
wide-scale vandalism of the neighborhoods, you know, where you are just just enjoying some benefits. And it's crazy. And he's making you know, uh, those guys. You know, I mean, they're like forgotten. They're in the shadows because the media obviously supports the lockdowns. They obviously support these petty tyrants. They hate Trump. The guy they now they hate Scott Atlas, Dr. Scott Atlas, because he dared say, you know, you got to fight these crazy lockdowns, these these draconian measures. He's become the new face of evil. Uh, Joy Reid, that halfwit on on MSNBC, just ripped uh, Scott Atlas apart because he's against destroying the economy. I, I mean, I know it's extreme, it's crazy, but he is against uh, d- uh, destroying the U.S. economy, putting all these small businesses out of business with measures that have been proven to be ineffective. Here's what's bizarre to me, and there's very little uh, resistance in this regard. In we we know it, everyone think everyone's wearing a mask, right? Everyone's social distancing. Everyone's washing their hands. Everybody's, you know, not shaking hands. All the things we were told to do by Fauci, that idiot, and uh, Burks, and everyone else in the spring. So we did all that. So why help me out here, Doctor Shattuck? Why are we uh, going through a spike? Why are we going through a dark winter? If we did all the things that would prevent the spread, if we did all the things that would flatten the curve, why isn't the curve flat? Well, Sturgis, um, uh, the, the, <laughs> the Amy Coney Barrett reception. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, there was that rally, that Trump rally in uh, in Peoria, Illinois. I remember that one. Yeah. That exactly. what was it? That eighty-three person wedding in Ohio. Those, that oh, there was that wedding in Maine too. There was a wedding in Maine. Isn't that interesting? That immediately. Instead of those, the public health people in governors taking taking accountability for any of this stuff, they've once again come to us very upset. You, we've grown lackadaisical. There are too many times when we've seen you breaking the rules again and again. And look, now we've got another spike. You know, Cuomo had done had done you the favor of writing a book how he beat COVID, and you had to go and be jerks and hang out together. You know, in an unsanctioned ways, the sanctioned ways in the middle of the streets. That was fine. And now the book, you know, he's got to write an addendum to the book because you screwed up again and again. And so instead, you're right, Jerry, of looking at the large scale, complete F up that was our strategy in this thing. Now they have somebody who's looking at, you know, the the, the physics of too many people carrying crockpots into Thanksgiving gatherings and how we can't have potluck dinners anymore. Because just imagine the, the COVID that could be in all of this stuff. And they're in Fauci's not canceling Christmas because of you, you know, but, but- All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Back again in studio, Dave McDonough. Dave, wild week. We got vaccine news, stimulus news, post-election news. What went on in the market? Well, Dave, we ended last week with the best post-election rally in history. You know, a lot of people asking me, why, Dave? Why is that happening? Well, Washington will have gridlock. You won't have an extreme on one side or the other. And Wall Street loves that news. Well, it's Monday. What's good? Well, give me a little preview. What's what's ahead for us? Well, again, we're going to talk about the stimulus, which is needed, by the way. The vaccine is phenomenal news. But we're looking at getting a mass distribution of that vaccine late spring, early summer. The economy and, quite frankly, the, the populace need a bridge between here and there and that stimulus. Will that happen in a lame duck Congress and a lame duck presidency? We doubt it, but it's certainly needed. Well, you just gave us a little update on the market. People can get that each 
each and every week directly to your inbox. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, you put it in written, video, blog form, all the good stuff. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, thanks for joining me. Hey, my pleasure. We'll see you next week. As always, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. We saw, I mean, Biden, uh, obviously we, we've seen this bumbling fool now doing these uh, 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 appearances with his fan club uh, in, in Delaware. You know, they, they, they gather around, they say, how mean is Trump to you, Mr. President-elect? Isn't it awful what Trump's doing to you, Mr. President-elect? And he holds, yesterday he holds up and says, we got to use these. He holds up a mask. And I'm saying, everybody's doing that. Everybody has a mask on. Go outside. Everybody's masked up. It's like 90-something percent of people are wearing masks all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, but we have to start wearing masks. What are you talking about? We've already started. We must start washing our hands and social distancing. Okay, we've done all that. It didn't work. Oh, yeah, but let's do it again. We're already doing it. It just—I feel like I would think it was—I would think it would already be considered a political win, right? You already scared the shit out of everybody from going out to begin with. I think—I think it was Portnoy last or a couple days ago. He did a great rant about just let people make their own decisions. The majority of people, because I—I know we follow similar people on social media. We see people that typically agree with us. I see people outside of here that are scared shitless to go to the grocery store. That's what I see when I when I leave the office. They've won the war. <laughs> They've won the PR battle. So you don't need to lock down anymore because everybody's if you, saying if, that they're you know that you follow those lines at the grocery store at CBS. You stay behind those lines. I'm looking at the uh, uh, various um, state how they're handling it, and it's incredible. Um, Washington State. You think of Oregon. Oregon said no gatherings of more than six people. Oregon is kind of a I don't want to say, you know, libertarian in some ways. Oregon just legalized all drugs. Their their uh, overdose rate, the, the rate of deaths by overdose went up 70% from last year to this year. 70% people are dying of overdoses at record numbers. And the, 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 the voters went to the polls a couple of weeks ago and legalized heroin, legalized cocaine, crystal meth. You could do all those things. You can stand in front of the police station or sit on the sidewalk in front of the police station and shoot up heroin, and they can do nothing to you. Those are our fellow Americans, Oregon. At the same time, they ban gatherings of over six. <laughs> you can't have seven people at your dinner table because that would be dangerous. Of course, the six of you can sit around Sharing dirty needles, you and mom and dad and and Uncle Jim (laughs) do do heroin, but you can't have a seventh person at the table. These people are out of their friggin' minds. Washington State, um, I don't even understand this, will ban in-person gatherings with anyone from outside the household. (laughs) So you can't have anyone, your next-door neighbor can't come over for a beer or you know a, a pizza that's out that's against the law they limit outdoor gatherings to five five outdoors in your backyard in washington state i'm gonna guess there are places out there where people have some room some you know have a good size yard um they ban uh they ban indoor <laughs> indoor funerals receptions and wakes what the hell is that? You're supposed to have it outdoors in the middle of winter? 
Outdoor funeral ceremonies are limited to 30 people. What? Youth sports are banned except for outdoor practices where facial coverings are required for all coaches, volunteers, and athletes. So you can play football or soccer, but you have these, you know, eight-year-old kids can play soccer, but they have to have masks on, which we've right. already learned is not doesn't do anything. Oh, it's just madness. Right. New York City schools are shutting down anyway. And, you know, even though that's not where anything's happening, but, you know, Cuomo made a deal. Cuomo, sorry, de Blasio made a deal with the teachers' unions that if they hit a threshold, then everybody goes home again and it's, and it's happening. The thing is also, if you look at Newsom, because he's been a true believer in all this woke progressivism for years, for decades now. Well, now we if know he, he's not. He's not. Well, he's just he's a hypocrite. He's a liar. Right. But if you thought that he, if he actually believed that he could die, and he's a very vain guy, he doesn't want to die, he wants to be president. If he actually believed that he could die, then why wouldn't he stay at home just regardless of what he says? Wouldn't he stay at home? But he had to go out. He had to go out to Napa. Hey, I was going to Napa, he tells the people as he apologizes, to French Laundry. And how, like, beautiful California progressive is that kind of that name? I'm going to have going to French Laundry in Napa. Because my friend had a 50th birthday party. You know, 50 only comes once. It was special. My, right. And it was special. And my friend planned for a long time to have it. Well, then. None of us have friends who plan for things or special dates or anything like that, right? But he had one, you know? So, you know, you understand, right? Well, I would understand if there weren't a pandemic out there, you tell me that this thing is absolutely an historic level pandemic. So, for instance, it's the bubonic plague. If, if everybody were to go out and catch something and die 15 minutes later, would they do it then? Would they let, the, would they let Black Lives Matter go out there and celebrate? If everybody were going to be sick and die in 15 minutes, what well, are we believing here? Do we believe I mean, it or you not? Saw, you saw Laurie Lightfoot. She was out there at a Biden celebration, no mask, with a bullhorn yelling and screaming, singing and chanting. She's one of the biggest hypocrites of all that freak. I mean, don't you look at her and just think she's from another planet? I mean, she just looks I, weird, talks weird. I mean, you know, maybe she had her hair done, Jerry, and she looks yeah, very nice. Right. She she said she had to look nice because she represents the city. I I got bad news for you, uh, Lori. It didn't it didn't work. It didn't work. And then you got Bowser in D.C. who went to the Biden victory celebration in Delaware, got caught, didn't quarantine, got caught and said, yeah, but this was important. Right. It was a party. And she said it was important. And, it, and I, I do take heart in all these people are being exposed as frauds. Cuomo's been caught a bunch of times without a without a mask on. Whitmer's husband got to go boating when all the boating was shut down. They're all a bunch of liars and hypocrites. But you know what? They, they have their support. As someone pointed out yesterday, Cuomo's killed 12,000 senior citizens, literally killed 12,000 senior citizens. He will get reelected. His, his approval rating's like 80%. Charlie Baker is destroyed 10,000 small businesses in Massachusetts. His approval rating is through the roof. It's these scared soccer moms that don't care, generally who have financial security and don't care that he's destroying lives and destroying businesses, don't care about anything except the virus. And when you tell them about, you know, suicides are up and alcoholism and drug rates, I saw numbers yesterday that blew my mind. It's I think it was 65% of cancer patients missed at least one chemo treatment through the virus. Uh, 70% of women have uh, skipped their mammograms. There's all kinds of these 
things, these this collateral damage, these uh, you know uh, uh, other ancillary um, elements to this mm-hmm. pandemic that are totally ignored. You know, who cares that the you know mental health is people are are uh, committing suicide, taking drugs, uh, divorce, uh, domestic abuse. Who cares? This is. Uh, this is scary. These scary little viruses hanging out there, uh, lurking out there. And if you don't do what I say, it's going to get you. That little monster is lurking outside and it really comes out at night because that's, we have to have the lockdown at night and you must let daddy government, uh, uh, protect you. It is in the big picture. It is a frightening time where people are falling in line, like, like, like surfs, like, like subjects and not questioning authority. That used to be what we did, question authority. Now that there's a lot of authoritarians uh, exerting their authority, there aren't many people questioning it, or at least not. Yeah, well, and the other problem is that unlike serfs, we now have deputized wine moms and yoga pants to go snoop around and document, you know, when people are going, uh, running afoul of the COVID rules. This is a Melrose mass patch uh, post by a, uh, just a Melrose wine mom. We're now seven days into the statewide mask mandate, and simple observation indicates that too many Melrose res- residents are either unaware of such a mandate or just defiant. People walking their dogs, j- joggers huffing and puffing through the streets, and in, and in <laughs> some cases, <laughs> passing within a few feet of others. Youngsters, adults on bicycles, others simply out for a stroll, all with no masks. Well. Huffing and puffing. I believe you huff and puff around Charlestown, Jerry. It's going to I do. And I don't, I do not run with a mask. I, I, and I'm telling you, most people do. Most people bike and run with masks. And I think I look at them and say, are you insane? I mean, if I tried, I would just take it off. I couldn't do it. But uh, it is a scary time, Shattuck. And it's going to get scarier because uh, yesterday, for instance, in Boston, uh, the Christmas tree was banned. There was a big Christmas tree at Faneuil Hall for the last few years. I went and saw it many times. It plays music. Mm-hmm. It, it, the lights uh, flickered to the music. It's just a nice little uh, you know, Christmas touch right there at Faneuil Hall. And they banned it, said, no, can't have that. Can't have a Christmas tree. Because musical Christmas trees, as any good scientist could tell you, they cause COVID and we can't take that risk. So I, like everyone else, I tweet mocking it. Our our idiot mayor and and the people in charge said, no, that's too dangerous. Like, what? A Christmas tree outdoors in the cold? I mean, why? And immediately I get most people understand how stupid that is and how stupid the mayor is to do that. But Immediately, I get a bunch of tweets saying, "You know, you're, 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 you, uh, are you, are you stupid? Are you, don't you understand that people will gather for the Christmas tree, and if they gather, they'll get each other sick and die." And I go, "Hold on, hold on. I've, I've been there. It's a big area. You're not too crammed in with other people. It's not like you're at a BLM rally. You're, you're, people can spread out. Secondly, they're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves." They're mostly young families with young kids. There's not a lot of, you know, senior citizens, you know, w- with their walkers going out there in the 20 degree weather to see the Christmas lights on the tree. It's young families, young kids who get the big kick out of it. And we can't, they can't have fun because fun spreads COVID. So they cancel the tree. And it, again, the thing that drives me crazy, I understand our mayor, our, our city council people, our, our governor are a bunch of flaming idiots. I understand they're tyrants, 
But the people who back it and support it and say, yeah, I understand. Better safe than sorry. A Christmas tree, a big tree that, that plays music, that you think that is a public health risk? If you do, you're dumber than any politician. You are just an, I mean, you should, you should be embarrassed. You're that stupid. What would there be? Just a tiny bit more volume of people versus what's there during the morning and night commute, probably, right? Like, I, I can kind yeah, of I can't I've been there. I mean, it's a, every half hour, it blinks and plays music, and people right. stand and bells. I don't like crowds, even without COVID. I'm not cramming in like it's first night or anything like that. You just walk by, you're taking a walk, and you're getting something to eat at the north end, or you used to be able to. You walk by, and it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of Christmassy. And I understand that there are these people like this, this, this nosy Karen and Melrose you're talking about who want to cancel everything. But what are those families with kids? What do you think they're going to do? Because you cancel that Christmas tree. You think they're all going to go home, sit in separate rooms and, and hope for the boogeyman, that bad, bad virus to go away. No, they're going to do something else. You know, they're, they're not going to little young families with kids. Uh, if they're paying attention, they know their kids are at no risk. They know their kids are kids. They have to live their lives. They have to have Christmas. And and it amazes me how many people are up for any and all in any, any and all measures that they think, you know, will stop the virus when if they give it any thought or read up at all, would understand it, they won't. Right. And you've, the the last time around, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you told us that we can go outside if we socially distance, we can go outside and there can be... I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. The events. Well, the Christmas tree is not something that's going to keep people there for an hour and a half. It's not like a concert. It's something that people will go and enjoy and maybe go out if they're allowed to eat outside in Faneuil Hall. What's left of it, by the way, in 27 degree weather, if they can go eat outside, maybe they can patronize these businesses that are barely hanging on or the shopping that's barely hanging on there or the name Faneuil that's barely hanging on there as well. But it's like it. If you're a business around there, they just they're just clubbing you to death. It's like Pesci at the end of a casino in the in the <laughs> desert. It's like they just make you watch these... and they club your brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. Doing everything that they can to just club them to death. And we don't know. We don't know. By the way, we don't have any proof that lack of mask wearing or incorrect mask wearing is explicitly caused or spread this. We don't even know. We know probability, Fauci tells us. It only makes <clears throat> sense because molecules coming out of your mouth it just makes sense to it nobody knows still we're beating people over the heads with the idea that you're you're some kind of miscreant if you don't have a mask this is all bs i can guarantee you that every single person would have a mask and gloves 
and they would be with their family and they wouldn't be mulling around and breathing on strangers. It's just, it's just the, the, um, the question they ask at city hall or state house these days at, and all these crazy lockdown liberal states is what else can we do? You know, what else can we do? Oh, that state said no more family uh, gatherings of 10. We'll make it eight. No, we'll make it six. We'll make it five. You know, no more. Okay. You can stay two hours. No, nope, one hour. No, one, one hour. Okay. Uh, we're going to come up with a rule that you can't sing. We're going to say you can't chant. Well, and you go, wait a second. Is this really about public health? Or are you people just totally uh, crazed in, in, with, with the power that, you're, that you've been handed for some unknown reason? I don't know where this power comes from, but they sure are enjoying it. And it's going to get worse because, you know, we're heading to a dark winter and people like to gather at Christmas and Thanksgiving. So they're going to come up with all new rules and they're going to oh, stand absolutely. proudly for Kramer. You know what? Gavin Newsom, once he's done with dinner at French Laundry and, you know, with his friends, once he has, once his party's over, he's going to come <laughs> out and say, you know, you can't, you can't have uh, toys. He's going to be like Burgermeister Meisterburger. No toys. No, oh, I, there's no doubt, Jerry, you, you, and people will abide by this. I mean, we right. just saw Halloween a few weeks ago. People had PVC pipes that were like 40 feet long to drop a piece of Snickers bar. <laughs> down really? the, it looked like Big Bertha from World War II in the back of the German train, this long PVC pipe. and <sighs> That way you're socially distanced from the kid. So they're going to use like catapults or something for Christmas gifts in, in the in, – there's no way that Fauci is not thrilled at the idea of looking, breaking down in a scientific way exactly how Christmas gatherings and transactions under trees happen. Well, and well, do, you, heard, you, you heard Jake Tapper say Christmas is not going to be possible. And, and, and Fauci, that freaking fraud, who is still listening to Fauci? I can't stand the sound of his voice. I can't stand the sight of him. I watched closely when he said, now you don't need a mask. Masks aren't necessary. When he told me you should go on a cruise in March, there's no reason not to go on a cruise. So this guy who's been in this business for 50 years flipped completely to, now nah, you shouldn't wear a mask. To, you better wear a mask, you know, when you, when you, you know, go to sleep at night, you better wear a mask. Even after the vaccine, even after the virus is gone, you better continue wearing masks. You can't shake hands ever, ever again. Like he really like knows, knows approach a degree of possible. Yeah. He says, you can you know you're right. We, you're not gonna have Christmas, no, but you can approach a degree of normality. How fun Normal. is that? You know, by the way, guys, come over December 24th at 9 p.m. We're gonna have eggnog and try to approach a degree of normality at our house. Based on <laughs> what? Because the CDC doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's incredible. With Tapper, with this guy, Professor Schaffner, this is this is essentially another Fauci guy, but he's a professor. Professor, this is this is the best. You know, this guy doesn't want you to do this, that, this, that, this, that. And Tapper's like, tell me what else we can and can't do. And, and Professor, we uh, we know that get-togethers, even small ones, uh, can spread the virus. In New Jersey alone, five coronavirus outbreaks were linked to Halloween parties. The new CDC guidelines for small gatherings include requiring everyone to wear a mask, even outdoors, avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs, keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise, avoiding <laughs> gatherings, and having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. Is there anything else you can think of to add to the list? <laughs> Stay apart if you can. 
wear that mask, and enjoy Thanksgiving, even though it's a COVID Thanksgiving. Oh, shut up. Is there anything else, Professor? Ha ha. Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. Ha ha. You know, don't, uh, nobody gets to play in the street. Nobody gets to go sledding. You know, nobody. uh, Or just, I want to punch people in the face who say wear masks. I mean, we've been hearing that for months now. Okay, we got it. Wash your hands, social distance. How many freaking times? That's like saying, you know, you chew your food or wipe your ass. I mean, at a certain point, we don't need to be reminded. Okay, I've got my mask. Shut up, Jake Tapper. I mean, leave me alone. Who wants to listen to these 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 freaking pests? These the my mom in yoga pants. They love Jake Tapper asking that. Yes, ask him more things. Solicit from him more restrictions for us, Jake. That's Tell me how more I can be performative around my house to show how good I'm being to my <laughs> parent government. Can you tell me, doctor, should I floss every night before bed? People should do that, right? 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 And you should brush at least twice a day, right? Right, doctor? And and you should avoid avoid uh, uh, high, greasy, uh, high cholesterol foods. I mean, where, 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 where did we get to this point? We, we don't want to play the music loud because maybe then people will sing. If you're already with people in your family, you've limited the gathering to six because that's what the government said. And they're your family members and you're living with them or you've been with them and you and you're all negative. No one's got who gives a shit if you sing. God, these people are insane. But Jake you know, Trump somebody at the CDC is the, is the worst. He's worse than friggin' Kimmel. He's worse than friggin' uh, Don Lemon or, or yeah. Chris Cuomo. This Chris, he's the biggest, nosiest. Uh, he's not going to be happy until uh, right. Biden is made dictator. And there is no, and there's no uh, elections, and there's no Congress. We just have uh, governed by fiat, and they're going to bring down new laws every day. You know, right. every day more restrictions. Tell me, what else can we do? What else? What other things recreational in our life can we blot out so that we can hide from this thing, so that maybe it will pass? You know, there's going to be somebody in a boardroom at the CDC who's going to tepidly raise his hand and say, uh, "Well, we could, uh, since there's no dumb." Dumb suggestions. I. What if we tell everybody to kill themselves? And the guy will say, "Say well, no, well, no. That's going a little too far. We'll table that. It's not the dumb question. There are no I, dumb I, questions." I, I know you're joking, Shattuck, but you you followed the Ezekiel Emanuel. Uh, Ezekiel right. Emanuel's uh, on the task force for Biden. He might he'll be involved in the White House. He's not far from that. He's the guy who believes in death panels, where the government can decide how much health care. You give people over 75, if some guy's 85 and wants a hip replacement, you say, no, it's just not worth the money. Could you just right. do us a favor and, and just and just die? That's what he, I mean, he's not going to say that to the president, but other 78, 80, 85 year olds, he wants them to just die. And and that guy's one of the most influential uh, medical experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we trust the science and, the, and we listen to the doctors. Well, what happens if Biden listens to him? Then you have your death panels. You're joking, but that's not far from the truth. Well, I'm being facetious, but not very, Jerry, because if everybody took a cyanide tablet, tablet right now, certainly we would neutralize the disease. The, nobody would be getting the disease anymore. So that would that's be certainly true. But right now what we're doing is we're doing these odd restrictions. We're nuking. I mean, we're torpedoing our livelihoods, and those deaths are increasing. So already at some point, the COVID deaths are here. The ancillary deaths caused by the way we're approaching this are going up here. Then what is the what are we doing anymore? If this is no longer about deaths, but it's about compliance 
and listening to a bureaucracy, then we're already in in a logical weird uh, conundrum. So at some point, I, well, we got to get a cup cut to a couple other things because these are scary times. I'm not kidding. I I, I watch these hearings with these high tech tyrants, these big tech bullies. And it's just frightening to me, again, for two reasons. One, the power they wield. These are hardcore ideologues. These are Democrat, liberal authoritarians who want to control our lives. And they're so casual and cavalier about it. We talk about the Section 230. They don't care about that. Go ahead. Repeal it. We're not worried about it. So some asshole is going to sue us. So what? They want to maintain control, and they don't care. They, I, I mean, I watch both of them, uh, Zuckerberg and um, Dorsey, Dorsey. lie through their teeth. I mean, Dorsey saying, you know, we as soon as we realized our mistake with that New York Post story, uh, you know, we we fixed it. And I'm going, no, you didn't. The, the New York Post was locked up for two weeks. He says we, they knew it wasn't hack material within a day, and they kept them locked up for two weeks. These are just two political beasts who are feel so empowered, especially now, to do what they want to advance their cause, which is the cause of, of, of the Democrats, of the liberals. It's frightening listening to them and to looking at them, by the way. Is, there, is this some kind of cult? Someone described it the best yesterday. They said, watching Dorsey and Zuckerberg next to each other, it looks like the, uh, the marooned lighthouse keeper on the island and the butler <laughs> robot that he made to keep him company. Well, Dorsey is not Most smart. man in the world has a, it looks like Aqualung. He has a beard down his waist and a nose ring <laughs> and a, and just a blank stare in his eyes. Yeah. It's the most powerful man in the world. It's like a, a fictional character created by, you know, Brad Thor or Stephen King or somebody. I'm going, that guy controls our lives more than just about anybody. And And Zuckerberg next to him, that freaky look, he's he's same thing. And and I mean, am I even going to be able to say this on Facebook or is this going to get taken down? It might get taken down. Yeah, yeah. it might get taken. I, I actually think Dorsey gets a little too much credit for the impact he has. I mean, I guess just because of the yeah. president and censoring. But but Twitter in the grand scheme of things compared to Facebook is like it's not even a question. Facebook just controls the world. The amount that, you know, obviously uh, Holly went through the whole outline of how you're just tracked everywhere you go on the Internet purely because of Facebook. Like Facebook knows everything. <laughs> and, and right. I mean, there are, there are politically, I don't think Joe Biden wins without those two guys. I really right. don't. I think they had a real impact. I mean, obviously it was a close election. They don't win. There's this one story and it, it tells you the difference that thing, how different things are now than four years ago. Um, Biden's uh, Biden's team admitted that, um, the 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 Hunter Biden story was buried, quashed, and they're not like it would have made a big difference if it were like the Hillary email story. They both created a big buzz online on the internet, but only one story uh, slipped into the mainstream, and that was Hillary. The Hunter Biden story never made it to mainstream media. CNN never mentioned Tony Bobulinski's name. They never covered. It's a major, major scandal with ties to the candidate and the media, with the help of big tech, covered it up completely. I mean, didn't. Again, I said when it broke, I said they're going to have a. They, what they're going to do is try to destroy Tony Bobulinski. 
and make him, you know, say that, you know, he got raped kids when he was in high school or college. They're going to do a Kavanaugh on him, try to destroy his credibility. They didn't have to because they completely ignored the story. It was complete. There was a complete blackout. And that uh, people in the Daily Beast had a story where people in the um, Biden camp like admitted that it was uh, a lucky break that if they didn't have that kind of protection from the mainstream media, it might have cost them. If they actually covered the story and and people had actually asked who the big guy, who's the big guy? And the big guy made, you know, $5 million on the dime. That is pretty bad. This close election might have gone the other way. So you, you can ne- never underestimate the effect that big tech has. And, you know, even though the media is not as powerful as it used to be, Big tech sure is, and and yeah, they it, influence this election. And remember, when Dorsey, when Cruz asked Dorsey, he said, "Why did you, why did you uh, shut down uh, the New York Post's uh, uh, Twitter account for weeks?" Uh, Dorsey's answer was, "No, no, no. no. We just uh, suspended them. Uh, we locked them out for just a, a amount of time. We didn't, we didn't shut them down." That's his explanation. They weren't shut down. They just weren't allowed to tweet. You know, so that's that's why I think that that he's just an idiot and 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 not a smart guy. And I think that that company is just run and staffed by woke activists and he's scared to death. So they the woke activists say, we want you to put this restriction on and have all these content warnings when anybody, any conservative says stuff. He says, "Okay, I'll do what you want. And then he goes back into the Andes and gets and smokes hemp and, and, you know, loses months at a time. Ted Cruz took apart, took apart Dorsey. It was beautiful. You haven't seen it. You got to see it. It's about a five-minute video where he just uh, rips in the Dorsey, and Dorsey has no answers, any lies. And then uh, Zuckerberg with Josh Hawley nailed him. We asked about this program called Centra where they uh, track users over all the platforms, not just on Facebook. If their follower or, or a Facebook subscriber goes to Twitter or Google or whatever they do, or go shopping online, they follow them. They have uh, these these uh, programs where they can follow them called Center, and they have this other program called Tact. And and by the way, Zuckerberg says, I'm not aware of that. Obviously lying through right. his teeth. Then they have this other program called Tact, which allows the big techs to coordinate together and censor together. And he says, yes, we communicate with, he admitted they communicate with Twitter and Google, Facebook does, it says, you know, we do it mostly for security reasons, which you could just tell he was he was lying and ducking and evading. But when you see someone get censored, whether it's, you know, Alex Jones or a, or Yiannopoulos or Donald Trump, they're doing it together. They're coordinating Google, Facebook and Twitter. It is frightening. And Tucker talked about this last night where they're now expanding to PayPal, Airbnb, uh, email companies, you know, Gmail and, and others where if they target you and say you have broken the rules and, and this is not far off, it's almost to that point. Now there's a woman, uh, a, a congressman elect, I believe who can't use email because she's been banned. Right. Um, so you, if they target you, if they say you're a proud boy or you're a, uh, you know, you're a, a truther of whatever kind of truther, a climate denier. And we'll get to that one second. If you're a climate denier, you can't use Facebook, Twitter, Google, email, <laughs> PayPal, Airbnb. How is your life going? You can't, and, and you have a job, and you can't email. 
Right. And, and that's that part of it. And that's devastating for, for businesses and entrepreneurs and, and individuals. But also remember, already this year, we had a wacko activist company in England talk to M- NBC there and say, hey, you should go after these conservative websites and uh, because they're spreading fake news. So NBC then goes to Facebook and says, uh, sorry, goes to Google and says, hey, how come you're letting these guys profit using Google ads? And Google said, OK, no problem. And they just dropped them. And that's all it took. It just took this brotherhood of activists and their media to then look to stare, you know, Sergey or whatever, Google in the eyes and say, why are you hanging out with these uh, conservatives? And they cut them off immediately. But Jerry, also, before we move on, it should also be known that in 2012, it was out there. If anybody on the left started reading before 2016, the Obama administration in 2012 proudly bragged about how they partnered with Facebook to data mine to cultivate uh, user information using Facebook on voters. And that's one of the reasons they won the election. They bragged about it. This was out there. These people have been in cahoots for a long time. Um, It was, uh, and we've talked about this before, Laura Loomer. And she got the Republican nomination. She got endorsed by by Trump and everything, uh, and and Matt Gates and everyone else. She it was a Democrat district in Florida. She won the primary and lost the the general. Uh, but uh, here's I, I just clicked on her uh, Wikipedia. Laura Loomer is an American far right anti Muslim activist and conspiracy theorist. <laughs> uh, she's the one. She's ran for Congress. She won the nomination. She couldn't email because she was banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook and banned from whatever uh, email she wanted to use uh, because she has, you know, far right, far right conspiracy theorists. It is amazing how we've flipped the first amendment on its head and you have liberals who are dead set against the first, they're against free speech. They're against the free press in the same hearing where, uh, Holly and Cruz were going right after Dorsey and and Zuckerberg. These these tyrants, Chris Coombs and other Democrats. Chris Coombs, a uh, Democrat from Delaware, and people call him a, a, a like a centrist, which is ridiculous. Uh, but you know he's, he's mild mannered, Jerry. Former Biden uh, 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 aide. He went on his tirade and and scolded Zuckerberg and Dorsey for not banning more people. And allowing climate deniers a voice. So if you don't believe, if you don't uh, worship at the Church of uh, Climate uh, Change, if you don't worship Greta Thunberg, he wants you banned from these platforms. This is an alleged liberal in America. A a guy who graduated from Yale Law School says, we've had a little too much of this free speech here. I'm really tired of it. I don't like what that person says about climate change change how can you allow him his opinion and he says it like seriously and in 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 a in a in a senate hearing and i'm going do you hear yourself you 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 creep you want to stop speech because you disagree with it that is so un-american these people are so un-american and you know what shattuck they're in power now they won yeah dorsey won Dorsey, I mean, Zuckerberg won. Chris Coons won. These Adam Schiff won. They are going to do more than ever. They do more than they can have ever done to stop speech. Not to disagree with speech. Not to to, to beat you in a debate. Uh, to argue you with you. No, to stop you. To shut you up. It is a scary, scary time. 
in the idea that that you can get dinged for questioning climate science, which is always evolving and always changing and envelops something new every year. You know, nine years ago, we weren't talking about climate change causing hurricanes and wildfires. Now it's just part of the settled science. So the science keeps being settled as long as it expands in favor of the climate theories. So you can't even ask the question now, or you're a climate denier, which is horribly. Uh, think, of, think of who he wants to, um, who he wants to censor, Tom. He's a, a lawyer uh, and, and a politician, and he doesn't want scientists who don't believe what he believes. So if you're, and there's a bunch of them. I always mention Richard Lindzen, this uh, professor emeritus at MIT. Mm-hmm. He's a climate denier by their definition. I've seen him. He's written a lot. I've seen him in, uh, on TV and radio. Uh, it's hard. You don't see him too often because, you know, he doesn't buy into the accepted orthodoxy. So he's kind of a pariah. But that guy will not be allowed on Facebook or Twitter if Coons gets his way because he doesn't believe that uh, man-made climate change is the reason that the uh, temperature in, in California has gone up a half a degree in the last hundred years. He disputes that, you know, like a scientist. He says, here's my data. Here's my argument. What Chris Coons wants and what Joe Biden wants and what Kamala Harris wants is to say, we don't care about your argument. We don't care what you think. We don't want to hear it at all. So please, yes. Zuckerberg, Mr. Dorsey, stop him from speaking. How that doesn't scare everybody, even if you think, I believe every crazy, even if you think Greta Thunberg is a, is, you know, is a, a, a prophet, even if you think she should win the Nobel, how can you want other people in America? How can you want other people stifled, uh, just, just shut down because you disagree with them? Right. And it's considered, considered immoral to even discuss it without complete compliance and fealty to all the progressive uh, momentum that's out there you can't describe you can't have a discussion on uh you know what what effect uh volcanoes have on climate change considering the particulates that they put out there which reflect the sun back into this that stuff you're not allowed to talk about that because that's not 100 in favor you know that's a that's a a uh, a neutral conversation no, the, the, the religion is to grow, grow, grow. And anybody who doesn't grow with it is a counterforce to it and has to be silenced. And it's this, Tom, if there's a hurricane this weekend, and there is, I think, down in uh, the Gulf, if you say uh, we've had more hurricanes 100 years ago than we do now, I don't really think that has anything to do with people driving SUVs or, or using plastic bags. People like Coons wants that. I mean, obviously, that's the right opinion, but. It's not the popular, the PC, the woke opinion. They want that shut down. If you say that fire in California, maybe that has to do with, um, I don't know, an arsonist setting it and it has Mm -hmm. to do with forest management. Maybe it's not uh, the climate that we are destroying. You get banned. That's madness. It's it's madness. But we have right. To, we have and, and you, but, but you also think, Jerry, that if if all this is true, and if it's all carbon emissions that's causing this, and we've got essentially ten years, or now less than ten years, then you would think that we would want to get some nuclear power plants online immediately to uh, you know reverse this trend. But nope, that's not what they're going for. That's a it, fix. Scary. That's not so the much. end they're looking for. All right, we got to. Uh, I got to get to uh, the. Uh, I got to get to James Harden. I didn't even do uh, 
uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, Mitch McConnell think we uh, – they don't want to be premature in leaving Afghanistan. 19 years is not enough. We must stay in this worthless, ungrateful nation and 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 build it and spend trillions and, and lose lives forever, according to Mitt Romney. But let me mention uh, – uh, shake concrete and let me get to Jay. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll do uh, Mitt Romney tomorrow. Maybe I'll do James Harden. I know you're a big hoop guy, a big NBA guy, Shattuck. We got to mention James Harden today, but first I want to mention Shake concrete. Uh, this is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know my brother-in-law, Greg, and the guys at Shake concrete have a huge selection of precast concrete steps. It's true. There's no one's got a bigger selection or a better selection. This is the place to go for precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values designs for any home. Uh, the steps are available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. All you got to do is call Shea Concrete or log on and check them out. They will do the rest. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can get rid of the old steps and have you walking up your beautiful new front steps within hours. Just like that, your house looks better. It's worth more. It's not really an expense. It's an investment in your home. You just sit back and let them do all the work. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Uh, yesterday, we mentioned a little fun factoid about James Harden. You weren't here, you weren't here, Shattuck, but I know you're listening because you're a big NBA guy. Me, not so much anymore. The woke NBA doesn't do much for me. James Harden turned down a contract extension. It's one of these formalities where you, at certain points, you get to offer an extension and he accepts it or he doesn't, depending on his service and how good he is. Anyway, two years, $103 million was the offer. He rejected it. He doesn't want to stay in Houston. He's, you know, the best scorer in the NBA. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the best players in the NBA. Um, but he doesn't. He turned down the fifty-one and a half million dollar per year extension. Uh, do you know why he did that, um, Tom Shattuck? Do you know why? He's looking for the for a trade to the Washington Bullets, Jerry. It's my latest information. <laughs> um, no, although, you know, the, the Washington Bullets on it. Uh, I mean, I can't believe you even said that. Could you please edit that out? You don't call them the Washington <laughs> Bullets. No more Bullets, no more Redskins. Um, he he wants a trade. You're correct about that. He's talking about or the latest we heard was um, wants to go to New Jersey. You know, play with Kyrie Irving. What could go wrong there? Um, but no, he wants out of Houston. And the story yesterday, I was reading it on on, on – uh, uh, TMZ, but it came from Rick Bucher, Bucher, former uh, ESPN guy on his podcast. He said he wants out of Houston because the owner supports the president. The owner is a Republican. The guy's a trillionaire, a billionaire, Tillman Fertitta. Tillman Fertitta is the owner of the Houston Rockets. He's a restaurant guy, owns a bunch of uh, fast food restaurants worth billions, paid two and a half, $2.2 billion for the Rockets. Uh, James Harden, obviously, you know, because he's a good woke NBA guy, hates Trump, does not want to play for the billionaire who supports the president. So he's turning down the $50 million and wants out of there. <laughs> That's the point. We've gotten to the point where, and we went over how, you know, Republicans or conservatives, outspoken conservatives, uh, can't use email, can't use PayPal, can't stay at an Airbnb, 
Can't get on Facebook. Can't get on Twitter. Now they can't own NBA teams or the players won't play for them. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, they've yet to you've yet to deal them, but uh, I assume they will. I'm looking at the Rockets. They finished in the four, fourth place in the in the Western Conference. They went 44 and 28. Obviously, James Harden was a big part of their. Uh, you know, he's the best player. And where did he finish in the MVP? Did he win it? I'm looking trying to find that out. Let me see. Great, great scorer. Freak. I mean, obviously freak with this with his range. Great step back shooter. Uh, someone will want him, but does he have to go to a team whose owner voted for Biden? Is that how this works now? Yeah, what's it? So who owns who owns the Brooklyn Nets? Isn't that doesn't Jay Z have taken? He averaged thirty four point so, three. Won the last three scoring titles. Yeah. So what specifically is his problem with Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know James Harden. I thought it was the carpool karaoke guy when you mentioned. But if you're if you're a basketball player, what is it about Trump specifically that you don't like? Because is it criminal justice reform? Because Trump you know was way ahead of the game. Isn't it? You, you know what he probably doesn't like? The fact that uh, Trump wasn't uh, very uh, accommodating to uh, communist China. That's probably why he supports Biden, because Biden and Harden are both very supportive of communist China and the uh, concentration camps with the weaker Muslims. Right. The GM of Houston started the whole problem, Daryl Morey, when he s- tweeted out his support of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong, the protesters in Hong Kong. That caused a major dust up with uh, the commies and they banned the NBA on TV and, you know, they've done a lot of things and cowards like LeBron James and James Harden said, Oh no, 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 we can't do that. China's too important. Too much money to be had. We cannot do that. After China was all upset, uh, Daryl Morey's player, James Harden said, quote, we apologize to China. We love China. We love them. They love Obviously, they love the. Do they know the, why they played in the bubble? What? Does anybody know? They played in why the we had to. I thought it was because of COVID. No. Right, but in COVID's because of what? Isn't? Oh, that's a good point. The Chinese at the ground level of of creating this entire situation, destroying this entire year, if not two years. I'm keep getting told about two hundred fifty thousand dead. Isn't there some culpability in the China slash NBA? One, one of the te- one of the companies that benefits from the concentration camps, which house Uyghur Muslims, and they're these work camps. You know, work will set you free at these places. So they got them working. One of the things they do is manufacture Nike apparel. So these assholes like LeBron, like uh, Kaepernick like uh, Harden, they don't care that they're literal minorities. They're literally minorities in camps producing the stuff because that is a big market, Shattuck. There's a lot of money to be made in China. So as Harden says, we, we're we sorry, China. We're sorry we defended freedom fighters who have the, uh, are under the, the boot of uh, supp- uh, oppression in Hong Kong. Sorry we supported them. We love you. Can you imagine being in that part of the argument for what's happening over there? And and also, there are no rights for for black people in China in the in the population centers as well. 
there is, uh, you know, they, they practice in ni- 1940s style segregation and worse. I mean, if you're a Uyghur, obviously all bets are off there. If you're if you're a citizen in China and uh, you've run afoul of the government, even even if your handheld tracks your movements in a way the government doesn't like, bang, you go to jail there. But just to throw in with all these guys in Kaepernick now, you know, his latest now he wants Mumia released. So remember we were told that, oh, fine, it was in bad taste that he had the cops or pig socks. Now he wants somebody who shot a cop in the head while the guy begged for mercy, had a family. He wants somebody who shot and killed a cop released. I mean, this is what an ugly bunch of f- people to be hanging Kaepernick around. Kaepernick is the worst. Kaepernick is the worst. He hates America. He hates cops. And you're not allowed to say, I mean, it's he's like Rosa Parks. You're supposed to worship him like he's a... Uh, civil rights hero. He's a piece of garbage. But uh, I, I mean, I guess someone like Harden you know, will say, you know, he'd be like Steve Kerr. I haven't really read up. I don't really understand all the issues. Uh, but uh, well, if Harden, if, think- Harden goes to, if Harden goes to the Nets, I believe the Nets owner. I think he was the co-founder of like the Amazon of uh, of China, basically, and he criticized Maury. So Harden will be happy with his oh, new good. owner. And they don't have that. They don't have that Russian oligarch anymore that they had that tall guy for a while, but who cares if the NBA remains this kind of woke league, this place where they get the, the BLM on the court and then slogans on their shirts and they're defending China. By the way, you mentioned how they treat black people in China. There is literally, you could see it, Google it. There are stores. And I've talked about this many times in malls. They're like foot lockers and those kind of sneaker stores that have signs that say no blacks, no Blacks. They don't allow them in the stores to buy the crap that LeBron and Kaepernick are selling. That's the point we're at. But uh, anyway, we've gone long, on long enough. I, uh, you know what? I'm going to do. A, I'm going to probably do Mitt beat up on Mitt tomorrow because uh, Mitt will never let you down. Mitt will do what's best for Mitt, and and he will do, and he will do what he can to make uh, make it life difficult for Donald Trump. And uh, Mitt, who once compared. I think his son's work on the the Olympic Committee or something compared it to military service because none of his 10,000 kids and grandkids have served in the military. But he's all for leaving your kids in Afghanistan forever. But we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, I just my uh, only my only hope, Jerry, is that um, is that when my kids go to college, uh, you know, it's poor working people who have to pay for it somewhere in the middle of the country. You know, deplorable oh. people from factory towns with who are riddled by opioids. I hope that they have to pay for my kids' college here. That seems equitable to me. I'm, uh, I got a I'm big problem with my children. I'm going to have a talking to them, my children, because neither of them took out big loans. And I'm pissed because right now, if um, if they're taking out big loans, you know, that sucker who's uh, out back here landscaping behind my mm-hmm. building here, he would have to pay for their uh, tuition. Now I have to freaking pay for it. Yes. It's really frustrating. Don't these people, don't they believe in equality? We should all have to pay for uh, some deadbeat losers art history degree at Wesleyan. Um, but- exactly. The kids who get dropped off at college in Range Rovers need to be bailed out by hardworking people who wear name tags for a living because the uh, college is a civil right. Jerry, and if you're not with it here, then you're part of the problem. But uh, thankfully, you're being put in this place. And once we're done paying off college loans, I think we're going to get around to paying off car loans. And, you know, my kids have those. So good. Maybe they'll pay off their cars, which will be even better. Is anyone who got any of these people getting bailed out 
Do they have do they have like worthwhile jobs? Do these degrees were they a good idea for any of them? We're not talking about medical students. We're talking about liberal arts uh, grads and and the whole thing. And we're not going to get into it. I'll do it another day. I did it with Reamer yesterday. It's one big scam. Big university is the biggest mm-hmm. scam going, and big part of the problem is people like Joe Biden and Liz Warren and the and these powerful uh, elected officials who keep the gravy train running, who keep uh, uh, allowing, encouraging, you know, Harvard and, and, and Yale and Wesleyan to charge 75000 a year and keep telling kids, you really need to go there, get your degree if you want to make anything in life. It's one big scam and they're all in on it. But uh, we'll do that another day. Trade, um, trade schools need to buy like a condo building or something next to their school so that pe- they can room and board when you're going to trade school because you can basically replicate the college experience without having to go to college at that point, right? right? Don't just tell people the truth. These degrees are worthless. Just wake up, kids. College, high school counselors, tell the kids the truth. All right. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Tom Shattuck, um, good job today, bud. That is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel podcast. And the uh, I have a feeling Shattuck is going to break because he's got all these kids and he's got uh, this big house. And he's actually, unlike me, he's got lots of friends. I have a feeling Shattuck is going to break <laughs> some laws, break some rules on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I got, I'm ready to dial 311. If I, if I get wind of any of this, uh, I'm going to call the authorities. I'm going to call Charlie Baker, and he's going to send in the stormtroopers, which would be good for the show. So do it, Shattuck. Yes, grainy shots of crockpots entering my house uh, are going to be all over the Facebook <laughs> community the page. Crockpot. That's oh, by the way, someone mentioned that's the next step is they're going to limit the size of the turkeys because <laughs> if you have a 23 pound turkey, you're obviously not going to have four people at your dinner. So if they see people going into their homes or leaving grocery stores with big 23-pound turkeys and carts full of stovetop stuffing, they're going to track you. Immediately, they're going to put a GPS on you. The Acme plumbing van is following you for a mile. In the middle of that Detroit Lions game comes the knock, and all those guys in those uh, windbreakers with a warrant, and they're going to say, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. He's got 12. Bring him in. Bring him in the paddy wagon. It's going to be wild. See, again, I don't have to worry about it because I don't have 10 friends or family members. And so I'll be, uh, I'll have an intimate legal dinner. I'll be following the rules. You will not, but I hope they bust you, Shattuck. That'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Shattuck. Good job. And thanks to DCU and Shea Concrete and uh, our great friends at Allied Paving. We appreciate all of our sponsors. You can help us out by, by supporting them. And we appreciate everybody for listening and especially for subscribing and even these uh, knuckleheads watching on Facebook live. Anything else? Uh, I know I missed a lot of stuff because we went off on, uh, on uh, our tyrants, our petty tyrants trying to control our lives as we head to the dark winter of, of COVID. But uh, what else? Will will there be a, will there be a Thursday Thanksgiving show, Jerry or black Friday show or what's going on? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I don't yeah. know. I haven't thought about yeah, it. Probably not a big thing show. No. Well, there's there's not much to say about it, Jerry. But uh, I don't know if I want to give Theo Epstein credit or not for leaving baseball. He's kind of like you finally get the hot chick, and then you're disinterested in her after. Like he won a World Series with with the Red Sox, he leaves. He won a World Series with the Cubs, and he probably just got bored. He wants he wants the challenge. I, you know what? I, I can 
tell you this for a fact. He's got a pretty good life. He was making, yeah. you know, five million a year. He lived in a five. He lives in a house worth like seven million dollars, right up now downtown Chicago. He's got things to do, and you know what? A guy like Theo could take a year off, two years off, and step right back into it. Oh. He's, he's he's young. He's he's well respected. Uh, I I like that. He's gonna spend some time with his kids. He's gonna enjoy his life, and then he'll he'll get back into the grind in a year or two. But I, I agree. Um, is there is there any better like from your from a resume from a life resume stand standpoint? You took the Red Sox, <laughs> you you beat the curse and the Cubs, and you won a series. That's that's insanity. Can and he rejoin? Can he's he rejoin Peter Gammon's band? Is that still a thing with? Uh, well, he's, he's buddies with with uh, Eddie Vedder, who's a yep. big right. Cubs fan from Chicago. So you know what he'll do? He'll do what he did when he left Fenway with the gorilla suit. He went on tour with uh, with Eddie Vedder. Tour yeah. with Pearl Jam. He'll he'll have a great time. You know, I, he's not one of these losers that has to you know be in the game or he feels like you know it's going to pass him by. He'll be good. He's he's got he's secure enough in his. Uh, in, in what he's done, what he's accomplished. He'll be back. Good luck to Theo. But uh, anyway, good job, uh, Callahan. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon. It's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift, delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com multi-store. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.